0: Tom, do you know what the best-selling liquor is in the United States? Like, rum, vodka, tequila, whiskey. Like, what's the biggest one?
1: It is vodka, but tequila is um, menacing it.
0: Yes, tequila looks like it is going to take it over. It used to be vodka and then whiskey and then tequila. And uh, tequila has knocked out whiskey and is coming for vodka. So, apparently... Margaritas, Ranch Waters, Palomas, old fashions are starting. They're, you know, becoming trendy and it's leading to tequila being a. An old fashioned?
1: Tequila in an old fashioned?
0: Uh, sorry, a reposado old fashioned. <laughs> oh, I see. Which, okay. I don't know what that is, but.
1: Okay, so the tequila version. So tequila is. First of all, tequila has been reborn when i was younger and when a lot of people were younger if you're if I'm was 50 cuervo <laughs> that was the best but most of us just drank crap tequila i drank the stuff with a long worm in uh no actually it was a shorter worm like a grubby looking thing um from tijuana which was ill-advised with my friend when i was just uh, 18 um and uh drank the worm by the way <laughs> we did successfully throw up all over that apartment um for the next I've
0: eight had years. a bad tequila experience Well, and that's as everybody's
1: well. tequila experience if you're of a certain age is that you've you've grown to regret it. But then tequila started to taste silky and good with a guy Paul um who's the the hairdresser um who started a, who started the good tequila. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you do. The say Patron. Patron <laughs> is is owned by Paul Mitchell. Yes, Paul Mitchell. Oh, that's I didn't right. know that. So it, it, with that, starting with Patron, etc. Now tequila is delicious. It's different. It's silky. It's it's lovely. Well, it's,
0: and it. margaritas. I mean,
1: well that, but fine. But that, I mean, you take fruit punch, lime juice, and and uh, and sugar, and add it to anything. It's going to be good.
0: Hopefully, you put a but, little but, tiny beer or rose yeah. upside down
1: in it exactly. while you drink it. Right. And- what is that
0: place? That's at Grande Mexico. Yes. Thank those. you. Which those we like. Those are excellent. Those are excellent.
1: Ask us to review Grande Mexi- Mexico. We uh,
0: but I th- will, by the way, be, once this pregnancy is over, Yes, be at Casablanca and Haverhill downing margaritas as well. Because yeah. that was what that meal was missing for me when we were there. Not through no fault of theirs, but.
1: That was gorgeous just gorgeous
0: i don't need to be drinking harrito's soda like i'm in high school again
1: yeah um so 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 yeah tequila has come along with the only problem is and i see this as an issue is that vodka is so popular because it doesn't taste like anything it doesn't taste like anything so it takes on a taste of whatever you mix it with whether it's grapefruit juice or orange juice or even cherry juice or ginger ale or uh, a, a, a flavored soda it takes on the taste of anything at all, which is why it's so good. And you know, plus, it's cheap. It doesn't taste good on its own. I mean, I don't know many people who, other uh, other than the Russian guy I used to work for, work with, who just drinks a vodka. It doesn't have a taste. Um, it, most booze taste terrible. I mean, I know that we're all supposed to love bourbon, and although I'll take free samples, it, it it's not good. I mean, chocolate milk tastes better than all booze, right? but Mm -hmm. uh bourbon has a taste scotch whiskey has a taste
0: gin has a taste
1: gin has a taste
0: not a bad taste actually in my opinion maybe i'm weird but and i wasn't into gin but then that bar Hill distillery that's in hardwick vermont they create this gin that's like amazing and floral and incredible and like tastes good like you would drink it on its own but Yeah. yeah i i agree with you that tequila has come a long way um where is rum in all this, by the way? Do you, Is rum, like, totally out of vogue?
1: I I think that's coming back in vogue, too. Because, I mean, rum actually is the closest thing to tasting good that there is. Oh, like very,
0: Bacardi and stuff. Well, it's very sugary.
1: And Captain yeah. Morgan's, it's very sugary. And I have a friend uh, who used to just drink um, coconut rum in OJ. And it's like, man, I don't know how much more sugary you can get. But, yeah, rum is a different indulgence. But, um, well, especially now with so many
0: people doing various forms of low carb things, I think a lot of people are off the sugar of rum, right? Oh, totally. So that's probably a factor in that. But yeah, I thought this was interesting. The particular article that I saw about the, uh, about the tequila was upset that, um, that tequila has a high environmental cost um that the blue agave plants that are grown in the Mexican states um that uh
1: thank you. Right, well it's okay. creating a, a, an environmental po- problem because they have to truck the agave so far mm-hmm. that it burns a lot of carbon. Well,
0: and they're doing all these big monocrops. So mono there's that mean so they're like Creating huge crops of like one particular variety of stuff mm-hmm. of the agave plants and You know, it's bad for the genetic diversity in the area where there's normally a whole bunch of other plants.
1: Yeah, I've been up at night thinking about the genetic diversity of the uh, the area. That with the juniper leaves, too. Mm -hmm. Well, this
0: says that, on the other hand, vodka can be made anywhere from a wide range of grains, sugar beets, and potatoes. So there's like more diversity there. It's not as like it has to come apparently i didn't know this but tequila and mezcal have to be like made in the it's like champagne it's only if it comes from the champagne region of france right 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 like it has to be from this particular area so with it growing in popularity they have to like grow more and more of these plants in this particular area where like vodka like the potatoes don't have to be from a particular region to make the vodka
1: Right, it's, yeah, it's more vodka freedom, absolutely. Which brings me, speaking of wasabi, to Kanye West served sushi off Naked Woman at his at the birthday. I've done a lot of reading about this in the last couple of days. So there was a, Naked Sushi started to come around really in, in prominence about 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, there was a Sex and the City episode where Samantha, to surprise her boyfriend, um, made sushi and laid in the apartment. Naked with the sushi on her, waiting for her boyfriend to come home, but then he didn't come. So okay, she was just lying there for okay. hours. So, but what I'm saying is that at the time of Sex in the City, this was already a cultural thing—the right. naked women and sushi for whatever. So,
1: reason. so most of the articles I found were uh, like cultural, political articles condemning it because it was, it was um, misogynist. Yep, yeah, but also like a, it was a back. Initially, it seemed that it was an Asian. The the women are usually Asian, which was um, was uh, like um, you're
0: fetishizing Asian women,
1: right? Exactly, and it was using them as a as a tool, etc. It was mm-hmm. every possible angle. It since in the last twenty years has seemed to been more mainstream. So there's everybody is now. Every uh, every race and color, etc., can be now. You can be a naked sushi model, and the, I don't know
0: why people are looking down on sex work all of a sudden. Jeez.
1: The the um, I'll say this that naked sushi in spirit totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Why? Because why
0: sushi... not naked any other food? No. I don't understand what's because special sushi. Because sushi is a perfect
1: food. It's fresh. It's a temporarily, it's the freshest, most lovely thing you can ever have with a short window. Right. And a beautiful young woman also is a physical, um, aesthetic perfection with a young window. For men, it makes sense. It just makes sense because you you have the perfect food off the navel of a perfect woman, of, of a perfect woman. It and I don't know if women feel it. But maybe they do feel this way, but I I don't. I mean, I like sushi, but it's like you you're a woman, so you know how gross women really are. But <laughs> men, you throw a twenty year old beautiful young woman, a, a, a naked woman. There's nothing more pure and fresh and lovely, and that's why it's it's kind of like men's romantic uh, machinations. Machinations, um, machinations, machinations. That's right. Um, that that take it that idealize women a little more, not idealize even, but romanticize the purity and loveliness of a woman. And the purity and loveliness of sushi is just the food version of that. Right. So it it makes sense. I think it's probably as some kind of um uh. Who's the famous shrink? Freud. Okay. Did you not have a famous shrink available to? Offer? I
0: didn't. That wasn't where my mind first went. I thought you were going to say like a celebrity shrink, like I, I a, think
1: that's like. I think that my mind
0: went to Dr. Keith Ablo, but yeah, <laughs> that's a different story.
1: Um. So
0: I wasn't at Freud.
1: Right. So I, I. And I think it's something that that especially men who don't if if you have eleven sisters mm-hmm. you probably don't need to have the naked sushi. But if you're somebody who thinks of women a little bit as this mystical thing, then it makes sense. It is safe, by the way. They try. There's so many thought pieces about it out there that try to say that there's a certain bacteria could do this and certain bacteria could do that. I, I can tell you one thing. There was a great article about woman who wrote about it <clears throat> who actually did got a gig as a naked sushi model. And... Her, what do you think her concerns were?
0: People touching her? Nope. Smelling like fish?
1: No, that's a good guess, though. I don't know. Uh, Foot and leg cramps. Because she had to stay perfectly still for the Hmm. whole thing. So it was like this torture of just kind of lying. And also, I think if you're the woman in with the sushi on you, you're thinking this is so freaking absurd that these morons need to eat um you know sashimi off of my navel because somehow that fulfills something in them you've got to be like just checked out i mean i think they should I, i'm gonna pass a new law else okay that naked sushi models should be allowed to look at their phones and play candy crush or something because they shouldn't have to be like with these
0: well maybe nowadays maybe we can put them in vr glasses
1: so what are they doing
0: i don't know anything they want <clears throat> They can wear the VR headset and be, you know, lying in the sun on the Riviera.
1: But I am pro-naked sushi. Uh, I think it should be fine. It's a fine thing. Your thoughts?
0: I mean, I don't need to ever have it. I have no... I'm not trying to make it illegal out here, but I don't... It it holds no appeal to me,
1: personally. But, you know. We're doing it this weekend.
0: (laughs) Happy Father's Day, honey.
1: You are doing... You're going to be... I'm doing it? You're the vessel for the naked sushi. Correct.
0: (sighs) Ugh. Seems like a lot of work.
1: Okay, we have a bit of housekeeping that we didn't get to, that we missed, as a matter of fact, and this was um, Replica Shattuck's message regarding, among other things, hot dogs. hmm This was on Important our other- topic, by the way. It. Hold on. This is on our other podcast, the Burn Barrel Podcast, and uh, it goes something like this. Of my all-you-can-eat
2: podcast today... And I think this one was from, like, early May when you were talking about hot dogs and cheese and all the good stuff. Um, Alice saying that she doesn't like uh, cheese on hot dogs is absolute ludicrous talk. I, I don't even understand it. There was a gentleman by the name of Papa Jim... Who had a I'm not hot against dog cheese on hot dogs, town, by the way. I'm in against Washington, Massachusetts.
1: I'm
0: against cheese inside had- the hot dog. I find that creepy.
1: It's not creepy. It doesn't matter if it's inside or on top. That's your own personal psychological uh hang up that's doing that. I don't like Jones. it
0: infused into the hot dog like a Twinkie. It's weird. It's
1: not weird. It's Nothing weird. infused inside stuff is weird at all. It's not always great. For instance, Pizza Hut tried the uh, um the Cheese in the crust. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do it. They did it in around, around like 92, 93. As a matter of fact, you know who's, oh yeah.
2: Amazing hot dogs. He had probably close to 75 different hot dogs.
1: Yeah, this is Papa Jim's he's talking about, which I have not been to, but I have dealt with a hot dog a couple of hot dog places that just do custom hot dogs Hmm. where it's fantastic. All sorts of chili dogs, steak and cheese dogs that you can, there's, there's no limit to what you can do with a hot dog.
2: If not more, I I can't even remember. Um, All sorts of different flavors, all sorts of different toppings. (coughs) Most of which were covered in a layer of cheese whiz.
1: Don't love Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz as a product is subpar. Now, there are mu- so many better cheeses out there. So many be- better cheeses out there than Cheese Whiz. Um, I would also say that the requirement for a hot dog should always be obviously, there should be a- the equivalent of a finely chopped half an onion per hot dog. Can we agree?
0: I do like finely chopped onions on my hot dogs.
2: All of them were steamed. Mm hmm. All were made to perfection. I mean, you could get you could get anything you wanted. You didn't have to get the cheese whiz on it, but
1: no cheese whiz is a subpar product. I'm sorry, it just sucks. I do. I I, I both have respect for steamed and grilled hot dogs. There is a special, and we just saw this up in uh, Haverhill, as a matter of fact. Um, there is a special place in heaven for the grillers of hot dogs who also grill the buns. Nice and buttery and greasy mm-hmm. buns as well.
2: I wish I had his recipe book. His kids had it, I believe. And when he passed away, I think that book stayed with the family. There's no more uh, There's no more Papa
1: Jim's anymore. We need to do a shout out here. To, to the heirs of Papa Jim's, please give us your recipe book. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can reconstitute something, get something going, return this. The... A tribute to Papa Jim. Yeah, and plus the hot dogs are so American.
2: I only know how to make a couple of different stuff because they were pretty simple, like teriyaki steak and cheese mm. dog, uh, his pizza dog, which was just um, cubed up pieces of pepperoni barbecue sauce with a layer of cheese whiz on top. Mm. All the good stuff.
1: Is a steak and cheese dog a dog with steak and cheese on it, or is that just steak and cheese in a hot dog bun? I'm interested.
2: And if you're just going to have a plain hot dog, it has to be mustard and chopped onions. Like that's it. No ketchup. No. Ra-
1: Funny. The anti ketchup squad is so like powerful and so loud on yeah. hot dogs. But ketchup and mustard and and um the green stuff relish and mayo. I like it's relish. all good.
0: I like relish. I like a good pickle on a lot of things. Um but yeah, I don't understand the ketchup hate. Like people are mad at Trump for having his steak with ketchup, but like ketchup is good on a lot of stuff. Ketchup is good yeah. on eggs. It's probably good on Trump's steak. His overall well, steak depends. too. It's probably I, good. I but he's... I remember that like on The Phantom Gourmet them saying if you're between the ages of 9 and 90 you shouldn't eat ketchup ever.
1: We should get Dave on here as a matter of fact on this show.
0: But um yeah, like d- I don't understand the ketchup hate because it's such a good flavor combination, ketchup, relish, mustard. I mean, there's a reason they sell them in a pack of three for your cookout because they go together right. so great because you have the sweetness of the ketchup, which I understand is sugar
1: stuff like right. it, sugar, tomato. Paste. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. gross, but whatever, I you know, and and then you have the vinegary, spicy mustard. And then and on, the spicy onions, too. If you have the onions on there, you have that nice kick of that. Right. And then the relish just adds that pickled acid. It's so good. I always used to order, um, when I would order tuna subs, lettuce, tomato, pickles, onions. Like the lettuce tomato, just because it always goes on a good sub. But like the onions and the pickle combination, like can't go wrong with that on anything. In I my disagree opinion.
1: with the, with the pickles. I don't think it should be on everything whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I like no. pickles, and I make my uh, my tuna salad with pickles in pickles it. Pickles can also. ruin a lot. They should like be onions
1: wherever it. a pickle is in tuna salad. There should be no, onions. pickles go. And in by the way, salad. on the hot dog, the base, much like with a taco, where, where you start by putting a foundation of cheese on. With a hot dog, the base should be mayo, globs of mayo should I never be the base. Really have to. on the bottom. Mayo on the on top hot is the rest of the stuff. Oh, it's wonderful! Oh. None of that garbage.
0: No, it's good replica.
1: Papa
2: Jim also had. He was an innovator in heat heat dogs. He had hot ones. Like, and if you if you ate three challengers, you got your name put on little plaques. Huh. And if you ate, you know, these different hotter and hotter ones, you got your name put on a plaque. And um, my buddy's friend, my buddy Eric's brother actually ate the hottest one, I believe, like nine times. Wow. Just eating nine hot dogs is hard. He ate nine of these crazy hot hot dogs.
1: And he's still alive today to talk about it.
0: And somewhere his name lives on, on a plaque.
1: And he says this is in Winchenden, right?
0: Yeah, so I looked it up. There is a Facebook page for it, um, but it looks like Papa Jim is no longer with us, and the page was last updated by uh, his family members in 2015. That's the last I see on it.
1: All right, I have another bit of... uh...
0: But... um, Wait, I had one more thing sure. to say about pickles and tuna salad in particular, because my beloved relish has been, the name has been besmirched and mm-hmm. pickles go great with everything, obviously. Correct. Um, But not only do they go great with that, and you know that they do because tartar sauce is essentially what you put in tuna salad. It's mayo and relish.
1: It is mayo and relish. That's right. And
0: that's what you put. That's why it goes with fish. So that's tuna fish mayo
1: relish. If I were tuna. single, I would lick tartar sauce off a naked sushi model's um, navel. That's, that's pickles. Seem, well, right, but uh, but it, but I'm saying that those things, that going with fish is the same thing as the naked sushi. It's all elements of purity in freshness, cold, um, um, and sleek and in silky. I'm gonna so, just... tartar by the way. Why is tartar sauce treated like it's gold? Why do you get like one container of it and a small one and you got to be careful? Like, just guys, just give way too much tartar sauce out. Don't give us just a tiny thing of tartar sauce. I don't get that.
0: But uh, the other thing I was going to say. Okay.
1: You're not going (laughs) to.
0: Yeah. They should give you more tartar sauce. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Congratulations. The other thing I was going to say is that i was perplexed by this recently is i ordered tuna somewhere and they were being cute with their tuna and it had corn in it not funny corn in the tuna (sighs) it's not funny i agree yeah so and i won't name the place because i like them in other ways but i don't get cute with the tuna it doesn't need to have crazy things in it
1: If you have some a-hole in the kitchen who's like uh, going on and on about farm to table, (laughs) beware. Because he's about to F up things that don't need to be improved.
0: Right. And corn almost never needs to be in stuff. Correct. I mean, there's like a place in like Southwest salads. But for the most part, corn is best on the cob. Like, I don't need it in...
1: Exactly. You certainly don't need it in a salsa. No, it doesn't need to be in your soup. Nope. Uh, Corn chowder... Yeah, it's like uh, what does a bird say if you're if you're <laughs> doing a uh, corn chowder? It's ridiculous. Actually,
0: not to hate on corn too much because we have obviously corn lovers in our family, and it's a huge thing in Vermont, um, which we love. Mm-hmm. And I like corn on the cob just fine.
1: Yeah, um, great for kids too because they're they're all into it.
0: Yeah, but actually, um, one reason why. Um, I've read that, um, potentially there were like nutritional deficits amongst people in Central America because corn was such a staple of their diet and it's like so lacking in nutrients.
1: Well, hopefully with the, uh, with the agave farms now, (laughs) the monoculture, yes, the, the the economies will flourish.
0: Yes. Tequila. That's the source of nutrients that Mm -hmm. you need to really have, uh, Well balanced nutrition. All right, can I I get to something
1: very important, Alice? Sure. So the other day, we made, or I made, shake and bake pork chops. Mm -hmm. I went to Market Basket in the rotten section. There was pork totally discounted. It was like three bucks for a whole bunch of pork. These weren't actually chops, (laughs) but they were like fatty slabs of pork, whatever. So I'm like, this is such a win. And so I thought, you know, how do I make these so the kids will eat them? Because a lot of times during the day, I'll cook something or you'll cook something. And you just put it in bulk in the middle of the dining room table. And the kids will come over like so many uh, uh, swine to the trough and just eat. So I thought, they're not going to eat this pork if it's just naked pork or salted pork, whatever. So shake and bake is the way to go. So I got the shake and bake. I made them the pork they all initially said we're not eating it then they tried it and because shake and bake is made of uh, like a mixture of like crack and heaven they loved it and they rocked the pork it was a perfect synergy day because i got the cheap pork the rancid pork the kids all ate it um we got them all fed and the shake and bake did the job it it's one of those things that just makes some transform something so that you can trick kids into eating it and it's also just delicious i ate it too so sorry my original idea for this topic was what are foods or what are things you can do to make a food suddenly fun for kids so they'll like it but i also want to get on a shake and bake tangent and call out shake and bake recognize shake and bake for being incredible Mm -hmm. because there's another whole aspect to it and listen to this this is their commercial from i think the 1960s
2: Grandma, can I help you make your special fried chicken? If
1: you can keep a secret, I use Shake and
0: Bake now. You do? Sure, I'll show you. First we shake, then we bake. Mother, why isn't my fried chicken this crispy and
2: juicy? I want your recipe.
0: Grandma didn't fry.
2: But it's crispy like fried. Can I tell? It's Shake and Bake, and I help. Shake and Bake coating
0: mix. It's better than frying.
1: So I didn't know, and I guarantee you didn't know, that Shake Mm -hmm. and bakes that's a famous ad campaign, and I helped. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I was just reading that, actually, too, but I didn't know that at the time. I also didn't know that Shake and Bake, the idea of it was that, and you can hear that in the ad as well, that this was an alternative to fried foods, is that you could instead bake it that you had this coating oh. that would make the baked chicken taste like it was fried chicken.
1: Oh, that's so interesting. So
0: that's why she says, like, if you can keep a secret. He asked at the beginning of the ad, like, can I help you make your special fried chicken? And the idea is, like, it tastes as good as fried chicken, but this isn't fried. This is just a baked chicken.
1: Oh, interesting. I had no idea. But but what I think is brilliant about this mm-hmm. is that not only will kids eat shake and bake stuff, yeah, which I only knew as pork, growing up until later but so it's delicious because it's all sugar salty whatever that stuff yeah, is. yeah it's but is that because you're shaking the stuff in a bag mm-hmm. it allows kids to help make it and feel like right. they're cooking i right. helped
0: oh yeah shaking anything in a bag is right. like that's a win as far as kids cooking shaking in a bag also smashing things in a bag right if you ever need like if you're making like a i don't know a peppermint bark at christmas or whatever and you need to crush up candy canes giving the kids the food mallet and having them smash the peppermints in the in the bag that they love activities like that so that's
1: so that's one thing and we should we can actually single that out some other time a way to cook so that kids will be really interested Um, I'm sorry, both Alice and I now have consumption and so, uh, but, um, but so other ways to make food so kids will eat them. Now there are some that we've tried and failed at and I'm shocked because sometimes kids just won't eat stuff because they're taking a stand and they don't even know. So Mm -hmm. for instance, I've made the mashed potatoes with the gravy in the volcano thing and my kids still haven't bought it, but they never tried it. Of course, if they tried it, they'd know it was awesome it is yeah. awesome.
0: But we've never been a big mashed potatoes family and yeah. I think that that's part of it is it's not like a big staple of our diet mashed potatoes.
1: It's not but it's not because for me because they won't eat it cuz potatoes are cheap I'd love to get away with that that would be fantastic. But they just never really opted in. Certainly uh we've trick uh, we have they do put ketchup on eggs which is good. Mm-hmm. Thankfully our daughter is is an addict of um Salad. Ra- ranch dressing. So like she'll eat almost anything as long as there's ranch dressing. As long mm-hmm. as she gets her fix of ranch. That's dressing.
0: another company that has uh made ad campaigns like that. The like Hidden Valley you know to make kids eat vegetables but oh, essentially say- to use it as a dip and whatever that they've um they've made that a trademark of their thing that they can you know get kids to eat veggies by dipping them in Hidden Valley.
1: That's great. And you like you don't you don't know until you have kids that like okay, where there's the there's the um the uh Frozen Anna and Elsa um um branded um spaghettios and you're like, "Oh, man, everything's frozen commercial."
0: Spaghettios.
1: Everything's everything's so commercial, but no, that works. It works on kids. They will eat the Anna spaghettios. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. When we're you know, like getting mac and cheese, it has to be like the Paw Patrol mac and cheese exactly. or whatever, or the Paw Patrol cereal or whatever it is. Yeah. No, the Mickey goldfish are a popular one yes. in our house. But yeah, there's a reason why companies do that stuff.
1: Yeah. No, it absolutely it absolutely works. And it's good. You know what's not working is the price of groceries at the store. Steak is so expensive. That's why I'm buying, I'm buying steak now that is Gray, <laughs> I am. It is so expensive now, and it's not getting. It's not improving. And I thought for for a bit it would, because you know we've got. You bought a 1,600 metric tons of Italian dressing from Walmart. So I've been trying to use it to marinate steak tips. Steak tips are too. Sirloin strips are too expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just you're totally uh, screwed on that, which I hate because I want this stuff to work. I want to, I want to have. I want steak to be uh, a thing that people can afford again, and unfortunately, right now it's just so damn expensive. And I appreciate the shrink the shrinkflation attempts and efforts of grabbing mm-hmm. like paper thin uh, ribeyes for like eleven bucks. But who are we kidding?
0: Yeah,
1: it's not happening. I think you're supposed to be
0: portion controlling anyway, though.
1: Yeah, I don't like portion controlling.